Hey, I'm David Kern. I'm Heidi White. And I'm, and I'm Tim McIntosh. Oh. Uh, uh, no, you uh, go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, I just, Sean, I usually kind of back clean up there. So right, right, right. We, we'll, we'll talk about it. We can talk yeah. about it off. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have to work. Oh, we're still working so some fresh kinks. For me, yeah. So, yeah, sure. So you're listening to Close Reads. It's a, it's a podcast for the incurable reader, as you know. And we just wanted to do a little show where we um, help everyone get to know Sean. You know, Sean's added to the group here. And uh, we thought, you know, we got to make sure that everyone kind of gets to know who he is, what he's all about, and uh, to show how thankful we are that he's a part of what we're doing. And we thought, what better way to do that than to actually just share with you some experiences that we've had recently, some conversations, including our interview, the interview that we had with Sean, where we, we recorded it, him. didn't we, David? Oh, uh, you were check. recording that? Um, we recorded the yes, interview yes. with oh, you. Thank God, I have the files here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah, yeah. We right. did record it. We did record it, and then of course we uh, we did go through the onboarding process a little bit as well. So we just figured, you know what? Let's uh, let's share that with the audience. Shoshan, a little behind the scenes peek. Are you good with that? A little inside baseball on how you uh, came yeah, to be I'll, a part of this? Yeah, I'm not sure. I knew that was being recorded, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, but not? that's neither here nor there. The past is the past. Yeah. And they should have talked about that during the security interview anyway. I, the, the, yeah, like, right. Yeah, that's like that's got nothing to do with us. There was a lot of paperwork. Lot of yeah. I get it. Yeah. Honestly, you probably signed it. You probably just signed it without reading it. I'm thinking now that that's probably right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Okay. So, it's you know, not good practice. Always read. Why don't we kick it over to our interview first? How about that? Oh, that's sure. great. Okay. So, what you're about to hear is a couple of weeks ago when Heidi, Tim, and I interviewed Sean to make sure that he was good for this. I think it's probably got to be like a couple of months now, I, I would guess, but I don't remember the exact date, but we're going to kick it over to that. So Logan, uh, why don't you go ahead and drop that in now? Uh, and here, here's our interview with Sean. Still interviewing for a fourth member of the team. Looks like we are at um, applicant number 231. Yep, 231 it is. Uh, Sean, jo- Sean Johnson is his name. Uh, our HR department sent his CV through the portal. So if you want to take a look Listen, at that, I, I just wonder if we just need to admit that we're, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to find anybody. We're at 231. Tim, Tim, we don't have a choice. We have to find someone. Tim, you guys are having a baby soon. You're doing the plays, the thing podcast, which I think is getting a lot of attention by the way. Mm. And we know you can't be on every close reads. So we we do need to bring someone else on yeah, the team. The thing, I guess the thing that I'm worried about is that it just seems like we don't care about the quality of the show anymore. I mean, did you hear number two thirty? I thought she was. I thought she was great. She hasn't even read my book. Your book isn't published, David. The notes are available if she just asked. Okay, and oh, the the answer that she gave to my question about the Dostoevsky character. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tim, that was like really obscure. I obscure. It was the simplest question I've asked yet. And Dostoevsky's classic, humiliated and insulted, what's the name of Philip Maslobiev's wife? Nobody knows Tim. the character, Tim. <laughs> Applicant number 230 said, and I quote, who is Philip Maslobiev? Okay. Who is Philip Maslobiev? Tim, let's just interview number 231. Let's just bring okay, him listen, on. Sure. Yeah. If we're willing to hire someone who doesn't know who Philip Maslobiev is, I, for me... It's saying we don't have standards, so let's Him. just start hiring unemployed circus talent. My gosh. I'm sorry, guys. Welcome, Honky yeah. the Clown. Let's do a deep read of Atlas Shrugged. Okay, Tim, the candidates don't have to have a PhD in Russian existentialism. 
They don't? No. no. Okay. I mean, that's news to me. I wish we could have talked about that, but sure. Tim, putting on my counselor hat here. Yeah. Finally. Is it possible? Have you considered that the problem might be that none of this is going to make you happy? Right. I mean, Tim, we have to find somebody. Can we just bring on 231? Can we just talk to him, figure out if it's going to work? I I like him. I thought his CV was pretty strong. Are you talking about Yawn Johnson? Yeah. You liked Yawn uh, Johnson? I, I like him too. I think it's Sean, Tim. His paperwork looks really good. Advanced academic publishing record. Incredible references. Uh, the president of McNair sent a handwritten endorsement on his personal stationery. Like, That's dude, impressive. What more do we need? a handwritten note from Bernie. My gosh. All right. You know what? I'm going to bring him on the Zoom. Just hold on. Hold on a second. All right. Uh, here we go. 231. Sean Johnson. Hey, Sean. Uh, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for this opportunity. It's good to meet you. Oh, listen, the honor is, is all mine. Thank you for taking this time out of your day. So, Sean, our HR department did send us your CV and references, so we're all caught up there. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, I was a little surprised at the size of the Close Reads HR department. Oh, yeah. I mean, the division's grown a bit this year, but got to have it. Yeah. For so far for qualifying interviews to get to this point. Uh, that's, wow. Well, you guys have a, it's, it's a lot. Given the number of applicants, we had to call the flock a little. So, yeah. Uh, it's just, that, you know, before I saw the HR department and started filling out all of that paperwork, I just had a very different picture in my head of you know, mm. what Close Reads was like. Yeah, I get it. Let me guess. Three friends in a Zoom call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's right. Yeah, we, we get that a lot. Yes, you know, three years ago, we were pouring the foundation for the Close Reads Fitness Facility, and one of the construction foremen was just like, I had no idea. You guys sound like three sound like friends, three in, a friends Zoom in a Zoom call. call. My gosh, all the time. Uh, anyway, Sean, um, this is just kind of a get-to-know-you interview, and if we want to move further, our security and research department will definitely take a look at your background um, and your financials. Uh, I know there is some concern among us about a donation you made in 2015 to... Uh, okay, what was that? A little worrisome. You guys are looking at my financial history? Okay, you know, let's get back to the interview. Let's just get some basic literary knowledge questions to start. Um, Heidi, why don't... Start with yours. How about that? Okay, my first question okay. is... Sean... What is the most romantic love letter in English literature, and why is it Captain, Captain Wentworth's letter to Anne Elliot yes, Persuasion? persuasion. Oh. One. No contest. This is great. I like this guy a lot. His wife is a lucky woman. Hilarious. That was weird. Uh, Tim, I'm going to go ahead and take one now. So, Sean, I got a question about your CV. Yeah, sure. I yeah. see here that you were um, an editor of a... A journal, very small journal called Forma. Uh, oh, yeah. What's the deal with that? Could you tell us a little bit about why you chose to do that? Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it just got a really great mission of putting the classics in conversation with uh, contemporary culture. And uh, that's mm. what I spend my life doing anyway. So I really believed in it and was really uh, you know, privileged to get to to work on that project. It's impressive. Wow. Strong so character. humble. Great stuff, Sean. Yeah, you know, that's really great. You know, this feels like it could be a good fit. I, it's so much better than number... I agree, David. ...than number like 212. 
You guys remember 212? Yeah. I mean, barely. Yeah, 212 was not qualified. But anyway. So if this does go any further, what does the next step look like? Oh, uh, I guess references. We probably would want to have you as a guest spot on an upcoming pod. Oh, the ideological checkup would be important. Uh, ideological checkup? Yeah, I, I, it just feels to me like we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Like we're talking about next steps, and I haven't even, David, I haven't even asked any questions. Oh. So. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Mr. Johnson, on your CV, I saw there were no mentions of of Russian literature. Oh, uh, well, you know, actually, maybe that's a little bit of an oversight on my part, but I really just dabble. That's, I wouldn't say it's a strength. I'm not an expert. Okay. Okay. So we're just not going to talk about the Russians anymore, I guess. I mean, like no discussions about Dostoevsky or Tolstoy or Turgenev or, you know, anything like that. Uh, I believe it's Turgenev. Go ahead. Anyway, the greatest either. practitioners of the novel form are just going to not be on the show, David. Well, Heidi, I mean, is that the deal? Actually, the, I mean, our summer retreat is about Dostoevsky. So, I mean, yeah, I think that Mr. McIntosh has a, a great point. Uh, Mr. McIntosh? <laughs> it might not be, I might not be the best fit. Honestly, the level of knowledge that Mr. McIntosh brings uh, regarding all things 19th century Russian. It's crucial to the success of this podcast, honestly, to any podcast. John, thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, frankly, uh, I, there's no way that I'd be able to match your apprehension. I mm. Honestly, I could say a lot more about the power of your insights, but I know that we, we probably don't have a lot of time. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, yeah, I've got some time. I can make some time. Oh, sure. Well, I, Mr. McIntosh, can I just say, Thank you. <laughs> Your literary wisdom, the countervailing exegesis you articulate against our arid and impoverished literary landscape. And, and it's not just it's not just superficial. I mean, anybody can bloviate about Anna Karenina. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you could give us the name of Philip Maslobiev's wife right off the top of your head. Uh, what? Really, it's just an absolute inspiration. All right, not just... To close readers, but to me and to my family, uh, really, just thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, Tim, you good with? I mean, we've got to get through the ideological checkup first, right? But yeah, other than that. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there's that word again. What exactly is that? And it was at that point that the recording stopped, um, and I don't have the rest of the interview. But but the good thing is that we rushed on back for another interview a couple weeks later. This is where we we did our ideological checkup. It was time for some onboarding, or as we like to call it, Heidi, Sean boarding. So we brought Sean back for some Sean boarding, and uh, this is a little bit about uh, how that conversation sounded. So Logan, if you could drop that in now, that would be wonderful. Sean, thanks so much for coming back. We are we are so glad at the prospect of having you join the Close Reads team. I think I believe I speak for Heidi and even for Tim. I think you really won him over last time. We're really excited, Sean. Thank you, guys. I I'm excited too. I can't so believe it. So, so Sean, today is a simple onboarding meeting. I'm going to talk about what to expect uh, as your first visit to the Close Reads complex here in downtown Concord, and then of course we'll do your ideological checkup. 
Oh, we're still doing that. Okay. Just to ensure we're aligned with the Close Reads brand. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Before that, we need to uh, do some housekeeping. Let's see here. Um, when you report to the Close Reads Complex next week for pre-planning, you will need to uh, – I need you to write this part down here. This gets a little bit complicated. Uh, uh, you need to check in at the Close Reads Safety Kiosk at the security perimeter. Your code is – ready for this? Security perimeter. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's 43 seven 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 zero zero two seven 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 nine three got that okay thanks you're gonna need that code because it's gonna help you receive your uniform your security swipe card and of course if we're if we're all aligned on the ideological checkup here in a second your uh, retina scan as well retina scan really it's painless mostly uh, and then afterwards the guard will escort you inside building 14 for matriculation you got that 14 buildings <laughs> uh we have 18 buildings sean groundbreaking for number 19 is tuesday right david uh i think it's thursday now uh permitting delays yeah permitting so typical so sean uh once you get inside building 14 now again you might want to write this down you're gonna take the elevator up to the 24th floor uh that's where my assistant will meet you and offer you a choice of a hot and cold beverage and leave you to wait for a couple of hours until my schedule frees up Maybe we could go back to the uniform and retina scan. Well, that's enough housekeeping. Let's do the uh, ideological checkup. Sean, you ready? No. Well, as you know, it is crucial for our team to be aligned on key literary metrics. I know that Heidi and Tim feel strongly about this. We have gone through yeah. uh, layers and layers of research and many discussions to 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 come to a common, uh, you know, an, an alliance on these metrics. Yeah. Otherwise, our audience doesn't know what we stand for, and we won't appear to have a clear, concise brand. It's just, I don't know, how, how do we put it, Tim? Just like best practices stuff, right? It's just mm. best practices, standard across the industry. Uh, I guess I'm confused. I sort of thought Close Reads contributors would sort of bring their own uh, experience and background to bear and you know, formulate <laughs> their own convictions about the different books. That, uh, uh, that's adorable. Yeah, uh, really, you, see, Tim, really you were you were worried he wasn't going to have a sense of humor. No, I know. I'm surprised. I got to admit it. That was yeah. good. Yeah, that yeah. was really good. <laughs> Our own experience. I mean, you know, this is a great time. Ideological checkup area number one. Um, Heidi, why don't you get us into our Wendell Berry quadrant? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, just follow along with me here on this, Sean. Okay, uh, right. Thanks, David. Right. Okay, here we go. Okay, Sean. Wendell Berry. Good or bad? Uh, good or bad? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, well, it's complicated. I have, a, mm. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Wendell Berry and his... Uh, his vision of Jeffersonian democracy is untenable in our modern context, though. I just think that... Sean, uh, Sean. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're getting aligned on key metrics. So let's try again. Follow along with the question here, okay? All right. Okay, okay. Wendell Berry, good or bad? Okay. Um, I mean, I've, I, I actually have put a lot of thought into Berry's vision of agrarian life. And uh, while I, again, I have a deep respect for his project, Sheesh. I just. Sean. Come on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Yeah. Wendell Berry. Good or bad? Wendell Berry. Good? 
I smell some Good. alignment. Great. great. Okay. That is great. Next question. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sean, we have um, we've been looking at your CV, as we said, and you have. Okay, let's do this one. You've got a lot of background in the culinary arts. You cook a lot for your family. Um, you specialize in um, grilled cheese. Now, food and cooking are also. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, my specialties. Um, now the thing is i've i've noticed that you when you make your grilled cheese you do it with a very specific kind of bread you use 11 different kinds of cheese and you have your own homemade uh sauce that you slather on it so that led me to be you know i feel strongly about grilled cheese as well i've got my own way of doing this and so I, i would like to know do you think that you'll be do you think you'll be talking a lot about culinary endeavors on this show oh uh Sure, yeah. <clears throat> or no? Great. Just wanted to make no, sure. Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. David's thing. Thanks, you know. David. Um, sure. So, Sean, as you know, you and I are going to be kind of toggling in and out of upcoming shows. So, yeah. It's just really important when I'm not on the show that you you can strongly articulate our stance on Cormac McCarthy. Very important question. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, who again? What? Who's who's that? Um, <laughs> you you just said who? Oh my! So, no, Chris, Connor Connor Mc, what is it? Yeah, we're talking about Cormac McCarthy. Oh, <laughs> no, okay, no, that's cool. I, I was just just a joke. I yeah. totally know Cormac McCarthy. Uh, okay. He's the guy who wrote all the pretty ponies. <laughs> uh, you just said one. ponies. You just said all the pretty ponies. Tim, he he's kidding. You're 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 kidding, right, Sean? Yeah, this is something <laughs> yeah. to joke about. Cormac McCarthy, America's greatest living novelist, is now the subject of jokes on close reads. I guess that's what's going yeah. on. Mister McIntosh, respectfully, you're right. That was too flippant. Yeah, Sean. All the pretty ponies? I mean, what are we doing here? All right. This is I I just I think, I I think we're ready to move yeah, on. Yeah, you know, let, let, let's move on. How do you go ahead? Fruit. Sorry. Okay, Sean. Uh this is from me. Uh can you give an example of an objective correlative in your own life? Yeah. An objective correlative mm-hmm. in my life. Yes. Okay, uh, let me think. <clears throat> yeah, so in Macbeth, uh, three witches dance around the cauldron, double, double toil and trouble, you know, all that. Uh, uh, the cauldron itself is a sort of objective correlative to the French onion soup I made for my family two nights ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa. my quadrant. Yeah, isn't that your quadrant, David? Macbeth? No, food, the culinary arts. Oh, right, right. Uh, I really can't talk about food? This is misalignment everywhere, you guys. Um, Sean, I'm I'm on your side, friend. Okay, okay. I think we need to think of these next questions as an opportunity for you to really... Steer the car away from the ditch. Yeah, to come toward us a little bit. Do you think you can do that, Sean? Yes, absolutely. I Yes, I want to do that. Great. Excellent. All right. I believe in you. Okay. Next question. Duty or desire? Mm. Mm. 
Uh, say that again. Duty or desire. I guess I, maybe I just need more context. I don't know exactly what you're asking. Okay, Sean. Have you have you even listened to the show? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, I just listened to the Brideshead Revisited episodes. Brideshead Revisited. I, honestly, by the way, Heidi, I meant to say this. You were great on that show. I, I was great on the show, David Tim. I think he <gasps> yeah, said I yeah. was yeah. great on the show. Sean, that, that wasn't even me, Sean. That wasn't even me. David, is this going to work, Tim? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm well, no, kind of freaking out question. right now. No, 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 no it's going to work. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, listen, uh, I was just, uh, let's get back to the, let's get back to the questions, right? What's, what was the question again? <sighs> Duty or desire? Sean, that was the question. Uh, okay. Uh, how about this? What would you like me to say? What would you like me to say? Both, Sean. I want you to say both. Both duty and desire, okay? Right, right, of course. Uh, because it's not an either or, right? It's like, this is the dilemma of great literature. Uh, we're faced with this every time we open a great book. Uh, yeah, yeah. Both. Yes, yes. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. Save some face. Uh, I mean, you know, we're just torn between the duty of service to family or society, right? piety, uh, the desires of the individual, right? love, fame, accomplishment. How can it be either or? <laughs> of course, I, I, I think you you taught us so well through your exemplary work on close reads. Well, with some of them that either or is this a false choice? Good, Sean. Hmm. Okay. okay. That was, that was good. Yeah, personally, honestly, I've benefited I enormously wine. from the powerful perceptions that you've offered on this subject. Uh, I, I would say it's feeling like we're really deeply, deeply aligned here. All right. David, I, I, have, good, I have a good feeling about this relationship. Well, last metric, I guess, from Tim is about the great Russian novelists of the 19th century. Great. Um, yeah, well, I know I said this before. Mr. McIntosh, but I just I just wanted to say again, your insights in this area have been, in a word, life changing. <laughs> Go on. Oh boy. Well, it's it's not just that I, I deeply, strongly, forcefully agree with you about the great Russian novelists of the 19th century. Good. It's more than that. With your help, I, I will agree more deeply, strongly. And forcefully, uh, I cannot overemphasize how capable I am of coming to an even stronger alignment. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Re- I mean, it really, really good. It feels like there's you know less less compliments being directed my way, but, but yeah, we're in, we're in a good place. But I mean, to kind of take it back to my quadrant, I just do have one. Yeah, oh, sorry, question. sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, here it is, Sean. Pretty simple one. Tolstoy or Dostoevsky? Oh. Oh, wow. Tolstoy or Dostoevsky? Oh, that's such, such a profound question. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Frankly, and I, I feel like I could, I probably have some thoughts, but honestly, rather than share my paltry opinion, Tim, you're basically like the suzerain king over this whole quadrant. Could I ask, just tell me if this is, could I ask, I would just love for you to weigh in on that question. No, I love where you're going, Sean. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, Dostoevsky or Tolstoy, it's another false dichotomy. These are the two great titans of the genre. And so to say Tolstoy or to say Dostoevsky would be to force a choice to, in essence, do violence to the intricate tapestry that is the Russian soul. So to my own insightful question, I answer with equal insight, false choice. I choose mm. both Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. Mm. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. 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 You're uh, welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Me. Can I just say, I, I had my suspicions uh, and they were confirmed. We are in complete alignment on this. Uh, top to bottom, hoof to heel. Uh, honestly, this metric, any metric, we are in the word unified. Wow, it seems like we're in a good place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? A really good place. Unified. Unified. Yeah, mm. it's a good word. I'm feeling ready for a redness scan, you know? <laughs> Don't worry, it doesn't hurt much. It's it's fine. Well, that was our, uh, our behind-the-scenes look at Sean Johnson's uh, ideological checkup. Sean, listen, man, we are... Really happy to have your unique and agreeable perspective on the show. Uh, thanks for thanks for being here. I too am pleased to offer Close Reads my unique perspective. I hope that through our unified brand, we can offer our listeners distinct commentary about literature, both classic and contemporary. Nice, nice, good boy. Mm-hmm.